Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Hello, everybody. We are happy, joyous, and free, and I am here with the one and only Molly Basler, who is an incredible activist and uh, vegan and yogini and many, many other things, and she is going to explain a little bit about what she is doing uh, that is so absolutely extraordinary to basically ensure that people are walking the walk. It's very easy when we're talking about climate change, which is real, people. Please, if you get one thing, it's not a joke, okay? It is real. But climate change is not something that just governments can solve. It really takes personal responsibility. So what I'd like to do is basically just tell you a little bit about this incredibly special guest we have here today, Molly Basler. Molly is an incredible athlete, a yogini, a vegan, and she has now created something called the Green Pledge, the Green Dream Code of Ethics, because so many environmental groups are talking about the fact that they're environmentalists, but it's kind of like a pose because they're not walking the walk. Some environmental groups actually serve meat at their events, they use plastic. plastic. So tell me, Molly Basler, why you got involved with this and why your um, focus now with this Green Dream campaign is to get environmental groups to actually be part of the solution because if you're not part of the solution, you're part, part of, the of the problem. problem. So I have been you know, an animal activist. Uh, I started out in, in yoga, meditation, ve- I became a vegan chef, I wrote a promo cookbook. So I went in de- very various levels of my evolution uh, of consciousness. And then I started getting involved in political groups. And I thought I could be of best, the most help there. Where could I be of most of service mm-hmm. to the planet? To And... Um, so for my veganism, then I started, re- I made the connection of the planet. Like, oh my gosh, we're killing the planet. Agriculture, meat and dairy is devastating, plastic use. And then I became an environmentalist. I studied climate change with uh, Al Gore, Climate Reality really? Project. Uh, was trained in Pittsburgh. And then I came back from that experience with my feet on the ground just running. And I started getting so involved in environmental groups and uh, protests and still doing my animal activism, but I believe it's all the same. It, it, because if you're eating meat and dairy, you're not an uh, you're not an activist. You're not an environmentalist. So, and I started noticing in these political arenas, people who were supposed to be climate warriors and we were supporting were eating drinking out of plastic bottles. The events were all full of plastic. No vegan options. Not organic. And I started looking at this and I thought, I want to create a campaign that gets these people to be personal, personally accountable. So they're walking the walk, like Jane said, which I love that phrase, the wording, personal responsibility, personal accountability 
for because our actions must speak louder than our words. And I, I say this uh, phrase, it's not the action, it's not the speeches we make, it's the actions we take, especially mm-hmm. for our political leaders who are supposed to be protecting us and changing laws for the greater good of all. They're, they're not living. Some are. They're not walking the walk. They drive off in their fossil fuel escalades. They drink water out of their plastic bottles. So it's really about helping and inspiring people to go green and sustainable in all areas of our life. Even where I get my hair done is vegan. Um, so it's cruelty-free, doesn't pollute the planet. You have to think we have to rearrange the way we've lived our lives. We really do. And it's actually, I find it to be fun. Where can I go and get things that aren't packaged in plastic? There's all these great new green and sustainable companies that are popping up. They actually mail things to you in sustainable packaging versus Amazon who, you know, just is. Well, look, we don't want to sit here and attack any private company. Uh, Right now, you know, I happen to say that, uh, our documentary Countdown to Year Zero is on Amazon Prime and you can watch it and it makes the connection between animal agriculture and climate change. So um, we use whatever platforms we can get to spread the word. And so what I'm seeing lacking in the climate strike movement right now, which I applaud, I am a huge fan of Greta Thunberg, who is a vegan, who turned her parents vegan and who um, seem to have been silenced on the issue for a while when it seemed like some big money players came into the picture. It's not cheap to sail across the Atlantic on a boat. It's not cheap to have great videos that are highly produced that look like, you know, big budget productions. And, you know, I wonder, is it possible that that uh, the word was, hey, you, you want to speak to the UN, you want to be in front of all these venues, don't, 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 don't go too hard. Don't mention animal agriculture because there's big forces at work that really work hard at keeping that message yes. suppressed. But brilliantly, and I want to give Greta Thunberg a shout out, she, and I think this was probably a genius move on her part, said, I want to go visit Esther the Wonder Pig. Esther the Wonder Pig and her two dads uh, have really shown how intelligent pigs are. And I think by making a visit to Esther the Wonder Pig, who is a social media phenomenon, um, Greta Thunberg was able to send the message about respect for animals without having to actively say, don't eat meat. Uh, you know, and, and of course, the whole thing with environmental groups is they don't want to chase away their donors, okay? So their donors largely eat meat, so they're afraid to tell their donors, you know, you're doing something wrong. You need to look in the mirror. You need to stop eating meat and dairy products because they're afraid they're going to lose their funding. So, but what's so the point it's, then? It's, but what's the point then? I mean, I think we've got to be brave and go up against them. We've got to go, be brave. And I don't care. Greta Thunberg could have made her own little videos on no, no, her let's phone. Not, I, okay, here's the thing. No, I don't want to criticize Greta. I'm, I'm, I'm showing, her. I'm showing that, no, no. But what I'm saying is she um, managed to get the message out. Now, I, I don't know what's going on in yeah, her but, mind. But, wait, but this is the thing. What is her message? Once again, I, I think it's great too. She's brought awareness. She's brought it out. But what I think, and I actually tweeted her to ask her, hey, let's 
join forces and ask people for personal accountability instead of just pointing the finger. Oh, these old people, they stole my future. I should be in college. What, you know, this whole dialogue about them instead of what is she telling her base to do? Like right. if she started talking about don't use plastic, go vegan, March, walk your walk, use solar, buy electric cars, tell them steps, what they can do instead of just pointing the finger. I agree with you. Absolutely. Back in the early days of movements that were parallel to this climate movement, there was something called think globally, act locally. And so people were said, you know, there's big problems that are global problems, but you personally have personal responsibility. You can take action. And I do agree with you 100% that that seems to be missing to a large (laughs) degree in the current climate discussion. Nonetheless, uh, I would say millions of people wouldn't be having a climate discussion at all were it not for Greta Thunberg. So I want to say she's a genius. She's what, 16 or 17 years old. I don't know if she's had a birthday. She's a teenager. She's nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. I don't want to take anything away from her, but as Dr. Silas Rao says, and he's the founder of Climate Healers and the focus of our documentary, any movement based on half-truths will not succeed. And I want to say that again. Any movement that is based on half-truths will not succeed. Here, here. So I... I totally get what you're talking about, Molly. And I agree with you 100%. I'm just trying to find a way because look, I was at the climate strike marches here in downtown LA and I was very upset. Nobody mentioned animal agriculture. I um, actually, uh, Jane Fonda was talking and she was talking about fossil fuels and the oil companies. And then she paused and I said, and animal agriculture. And she said, quote, you be quiet. Oh. Then she said, yes, we need to stop eating meat and using plastics. But it's more than that. Well, um, if that's what it took to get somebody to mention animal agriculture's role, people were talking about the Amazon burning and they were not mentioning that the Amazon is burning because cattle ranchers are destroying the forest to create more room for cattle to graze. And so, and farmers are destroying the forest to grow crops to feed farm animals who eat far more than humans. 70% or more of all soy is fed to farm animals. So we are giving the entire planet a buzz cut in order to grow crops, not to feed 7.7 billion humans, but primarily to feed the 70 billion cows, pigs, chickens, turkeys, goats, and lambs that we kill every year. It's madness, but society... When everybody agrees that madness is okay, whether it's slavery, whether it's the enslavement of women, um, then everybody sort of puts their blinders on. We're trying to get people to take their blinders off. And sometimes that puts us in a situation where I had somebody at the climate march tell me I was militant. And I was like, whoa, you know, this isn't militant? This someone, of course it's, what is militant? Speaking the truth has become militant? Right. Someone at a political event, because I go to these events and I check, mm. you know, I check what they're doing. Are they serving vegan food? Is there plastic? And I make some comments and mm-hmm. they, they banned me from one of the groups and said, because I was a green Nazi. So I... All I'm trying to do is help people, and some of these venues are 
like living in the 18th, well, not the 18th century, but like where they're still signing people in with clipboards on paper. You know, paper is highly carbon intensive. So little things like that, don't, don't waste paper, buy recycled goods. Everything that you can helps with the environment. And it is so true. It starts, I believe, because the federal government isn't doing anything for us. We have a guy in the White House who it's it's madness. So we ha- they just opened land in on, in California for fracking and and oil drilling, and we're supposed to be going into a green dream future, and we just keep getting this resistance. So if they don't do it, the people must. It's we the people. We the people must take. Action, okay. and it is in step-by-step ways. We've got people watching. They are watching on our Facebook simulcast as we uh, broadcast on Voice America Influencers, Hello. an incredible channel um, that we always give a shout-out to our executive producer, Tacey Trump, and A-Rod, and the other folks in the control room. Angela Webb says, where can I get a copy of the pledge? I live in Florida. So the green pledge, which I'm going to read, um, where do people get a copy of this green dream code of ethics so they can begin implementing it where they live. You can go to www.greendreamcampaign.com and everything's up there. I actually have a whole resource page. You can find out where to get products. I have all the links up there. Where can I get from tissue paper to uh, life without plastic, toothpaste, Mm -hmm. um, swag for your, uh, if you're in a club and you need swag, Mm -hmm. buttons, Um, And this, by the way, is all on recycled paper. The ink is soy. It's from a green printer, uh, unionized. And another thing I want to do is I want to create green unions uh, because we need to unionize our green workers, which because everybody says, oh, we won't use a company unless they're unionized. So we got to get the green people in that, the solar, the electric, the wind so they are protected. If you see me looking down, it's because I'm sharing this video. I urge you to share this video. And also you can call in. And the call-in number is 866-472-5795. Uh, guys, this is probably the most important com- conversation that we can have right now. We have seven years left yep. to change our society into essentially plant-based and get rid of plastics, or we're going to have an ecological apocalypse that is going to make Hurricane Maria and Hurricane Florence and all the wildfires in Malibu look like a tea party. Okay. Mother nature is talking to us and saying, um, no more. You're destroying our earth. And I'm unhappy about that. And I'm not saying there's actually somebody, you know, your belief system is your belief system. What I'm saying is Every action has an equal and opposite reaction, and nature is reacting to our pillaging of nature by uh, getting more intense. Obviously, we have climate change, the temperatures are rising, the ice caps are melting. This is going to impact coastal cities, and it's already impacting coastal cities. It's impacting the Caribbean, where Puerto Rico and the Bahamas have been decimated. It's starting to impact the Keys, where some people in the Florida Keys are abandoning their homes because there's no point in rebuilding when it's going to get hit by the next storm and the and the tides are rising, the water level is rising. We have situations where 
um, slight rainfall or modest rainfall in some coastal cities is creating flooding. And so what is it going to take? You know, there are people who say, I won't believe something till I can see it, smell it, taste it, and hear it. Well, when your house is on fire, you will be able to see it, smell it, taste it, and hear it. There's another thing that is coming down the pike that is going to start really affecting us is food production. There was a new report that came out from the IPCC, which is the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. They are the bigwigs. They know it's all their science, and they came out with a new report that food production within five years and maybe less, because we never really know how Mother Nature, how our Earth is so finely tuned to this ecosystem. And if any little thing goes off, just like in our body, there could be, there becomes catastrophic events and we can't really time them out. But what they're concerned about is food production because our, our Midwest has already been completely destroyed by- well, let, let me say this. They're worried about food production. At the same time, they don't even mention right. that animals eat 40 times what they produce as meat and dairy. And in a snap, if we ended animal agriculture, we would live in a world of complete abundance where nobody would yeah, be hungry. And that is the false, the false narrative of the hunger movement when... Indeed, you have people going out and serving meat to hungry people when meat is what's causing the world hunger. Meat is what's causing the deprivation and the lack of resources. We could live in a world of complete abundance if we simply switch to plant-based. Globally, 80% of our food is already plant-based. That 20% is what's killing us. And now it's not inconvenient. Now there are zillions of alternatives as to wit burger king has a vegan burger mcdonald's is testing a kentucky vegan burger chicken. kentucky fried chicken had lines around the block when they did a vegan uh, nugget um we have beyond meat we have impossible foods we've got garden we've got vegan cheeses i mean there's no sacrifice involved anymore so what it is 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 simply a fear of trying something new and so we need to get over that uh so we're going to take a short break on Voice America Radio. We're going to stay live on Facebook. Again, I urge everybody watching on Facebook, share this video. And uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the Green Dream Code of Ethics. We're going to read it and we're going to tell you how you can help implement it. Stay right there. Thank you. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. So we are here with the amazing Molly Basler. She is the creator of the Green Dream Code of Ethics. Take the Green Pledge. We're going to read it for you right now. And you can call in. Uh, the number to call in is 866-472-5795. We've got tons of comments coming in on Facebook. And Facebook watchers, please share this video. Here's the pledge. I pledge to the earth for which I live and all of her inhabitants. Do you want to read it? That I will live sustainably, renewably, 100% committed and do all that I can to help with the climate crisis and not add to the degradation of our planet. We will move forward together, helping each other, supporting one another to move into a bright green dream future to which we all deserve. One planet under God with clean air, clean land and clean water for all. All beings, this is included for animals, humans, all of us who share this planet. Can you read the other side? Because I think what people can do, not the whole thing, but you can do the list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do the, so I have a Green Dream Code of Ethics is one, no single-use plastics anymore at events. Two, sustainable venues, find restaurants, catering companies that are green and sustainable. This is all up on the website. Uh, three, printing. Find green printers, use recycled papers, or don't print. That's why we have these iPhones and iPads. Do things te- uh, remotely. Um, four, collect waste, recycle. Uh, five, offer vegan and organic options. Try to go completely vegan and organic. Go to farmer's markets, support local venues. Uh, six, public transportation, ride your bike, get an electric car if you can. Uh, seven, merchandise, green and sustainable for your swag or whatever you're using. Um, six, educate, 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 which we're doing, talk about it. And nine, appoint an, an environmental chair for all your venues. Have an environmental chair that let, uh, teaches you to go through the code of ethics and watches that you're not using plastic and so forth, adhering to the green dream code of ethics. Now, uh, and the pledge. <laughs> so you have been working with, Candidates as well. Yes. Now, here's another level of hypocrisy. Now, we're a nonprofit. We don't take sides when it comes to candidates. We don't endorse candidates. We want to make that very clear. This is a, yeah, it's we just are, a group of people. It's we a party. are talking about um, 
a, a mixed message or denial that is rampant in our society about the enormous role of animal agriculture in climate change. It is the leading cause of habitat destruction. It is the leading cause of wildlife extinction. It is the leading cause of water pollution. And by the way, it's the leading cause of human hunger and human disease. One out of every four people dies of heart disease. Heart disease is arteries getting clogged with plaque. Plaque comes from cholesterol. Cholesterol is only available in animal products. Plants don't have cholesterol. So uh, eating animals increases your chance of getting heart disease. So uh, <coughs> the reason I mention this is that, for example, Elizabeth Warren in the debates, and again, we're just talking about people. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, don't vote yeah, for yeah. this one, don't vote for that one. But she's it's all about the environment. And she said, let's not get distracted by cheeseburgers and plastic straws. Ridiculous. She's minimizing that. Now, Pete Buttigieg uh, is talking about, you know, climate change has to be our number one, you know, a big top priority. And he's eating fried chicken. He goes at, <laughs> then they had a steak fry, a large number of the candidates. Sweet now, joke. if you try to get this message out, you are blocked. The, I watched MSNBC coverage for three days of the climate, uh, you know, just absolute wall-to-wall seemingly coverage, big coverage, and the issue of animal agriculture and its enormous role in climate change is not mentioned. I even went so far as to send my documentary to one of the network anchors there whose email I had from years ago, and I just said, please watch this. Uh, I don't know if it helped or not. I don't think it did because I don't know if this person watched it because uh, I actually heard on MSNBC some supposed environmental expert who's written a book on said, we need to talk less about eating less meat. So that's really disturbing. We've got a caller, Lisa from Thousand Oaks, California. Lisa, what's your question or thought? Hi, Jane. And hi, Molly. So nice to see you on hi, again. Lisa. I think the Green Pledge is terrific. But what I, what I want to hear, here's what I want to know. I want to see more specific action-oriented recommendations. What can someone who says, okay, I get it. I want to do something to help the planet. What is the, in terms of priority, what is the first thing that someone should do? And how do they implement? What's the I second thing that. that they should do? Stop okay. eating animals. Stop eating right. animals. Right, but people don't know how to, But my problem is, is people say, I don't know what to do. How do I accomplish that? I have a family, for example, we're all meat eaters. How do we transition? How do we do that? I mean, I have what I tell people is to download the 21 Day Vegan Kickstart for PCRM. There's lots of ways to do it. But what I want to hear from people like you, Molly, that can really break it down even more. Here's the first thing we should do in priority because you know what? We're running out of time. So savings, not, not consuming straws, is imp- not using uh, single-use plastics is really important, but that's not going to save the planet. We have to go for the number one and the number two causes of climate change. And according to the United Nations, burning fossil fuels is number one, animal agriculture is number two. So we and need there's to break a good down argument people- to be made, Lisa. There is a very good argument to be made, and I'm working with Dr. Silas Rao on this, that animal agriculture is the leading cause. It is certainly not the 14% that the New York Times says, because what they're not including, what they're not including is 
the decimation of forests in order to grow crops to feed animals, and the fact that when you decimate that forest, the trees that would normally absorb carbon no longer exist. And that is so we have, we're dealing with a false narrative here, which is one of the reasons why people feel enabled and empowered to say, you be quiet when we try to bring up the issue of animal agriculture's role in climate change. So I so was talking to address, Dr. Then so then let's address what is the number one thing, the number one action plan that isn't esoteric that they can do today. So I okay, think we well, need to see to the priorities so that we can have okay. the greatest impact. Got it. Well, so what, so you don't, okay, so you should go vegan. Also, you have to put the connection of plastic is fossil fuel. The plastic is fossil fuel companies. And because more people are buying electric cars, the Exxon, Shell, all these oil companies are pushing back with more plastic. So I think buying products with no more plastic is very important because we need to get these big corporations that are killing us your children, your family, you, the animals, the whole planet, and we give them, we continue to give them money. It's just, it's outrageous to me. And the meat and dairy. So my first thing also, if you can afford, get an electric car. Okay, uh, I wanna say one thing, I wanna jump in. The number one thing you can do to reverse climate change is stop eating animals and their byproducts, dairy, okay? It is the single thing that if we were to reduce that to zero, we could reforest the areas, the vast areas of the planet that have been decimated, where the trees have been removed, we could reforest it, we could increase the absorption of carbon, and we could reduce the temperature back to where it was 200 years ago, which would enable us to have a temperate climate. This is the number one thing we can do. Now, if we want to debate that, we can debate that. But that is the number one thing we can do. Yes. Let me make, this is what I learned from Dr. Silas Rao. Dr. Rao worked with Al Gore. He split with Al Gore because Al Gore refused to discuss publicly animal agriculture's role in climate change. And we invite Al Gore on any time. We understand he's vegan. We understand his trading, training is vegan. All his but trainings. I watched a 24-hour uh, climate, climate reality that he did. Moby got on, tried to bring up the issue of climate change. And Al Gore said, yeah, I think it's less than that. And, and basically play your song. Didn't want to get into it. So we are talking about very powerful forces that are trying to silence us. They're the largest lobbyists in the in Washington. Pharmaceuticals right is actually, but they're all connected. They're all connected. They're all connected. Yeah. If if people get healthy, they don't need the pharmaceuticals. Also, Do they need the erectile dysfunction? Do they need the cholesterol lowering pills? No. They also sell antibiotics to the meat and dairy yeah. because the animals are also sick and full of antibiotics. You're eating things most. Most antibiotics system. are fed to farm animals. Yes. These are pieces of information that are not disseminated to the public. Look, you're not going to hear it on mainstream media. That's why we're so grateful we can talk on Is Voice America on Lisa, are you still there? Um, I don't think that, anymore. yeah, that's all right. We're talking to people. No. Um, but, but here's the thing. You know, you're not going to hear this information on mainstream TV. Why? 
Look at the advertisers, yep. fast food and pharmaceuticals, the very industries that are so threatened by the idea of people eating less meat. There was a whole thing that happened this past week where there was an article, a, a conclusion about studies published in the New York Times that said, well, they said eat less meat. Maybe not. Well, oh, then right, right, three right. days later, a few days later, it was it emerged that the person who was running this, this conclusion who got this article out um, has ties to the meat and dairy industry. And they tr and that was involved in the same thing, trying to tell people you can eat as much sugar as you want. So that shows you the reach, the reach that this powerful set of industries that work in conjunction have. So you're talking about the, the soda companies and the meat and dairy companies. They are factory farming us too. Yes. Okay. They need us to get sick. Watch Cowspiracy. Watch What the Health. Watch Countdown to Year Zero. Uh, don't take our word for it. You know, uh, so... Well, yes, take our word. But if you need more information, you know, there's all this information out there sh showing you the way. But you have to sort of go at, well, there's, a, you have to go look for it. So we're offering you these uh, tools, these gifts to go out and find information and try and, and do the right thing to help the planet, help the animals, help yourself, help your family. And I just also to get pissed off enough to say, I am no longer going to support companies that are cruel, keeping us sick, killing the planet. And then we just keep giving our money. I mean, we're so, we're so hypnotized by the machine. And I it's was, time to wake up. I was watching a whole documentary, speaking of consumerism, we got, <laughs> actually they're, they're still on the wall there. Uh, but uh, I was watching a documentary about advertising. Do you know that, for example, prior to, um, I think, the 1940s, giving uh, somebody an engagement ring to get married, wow. it was not, that wasn't happening. The advertisers invented that. And uh, oh. do you know that having uh, ham and eggs or bacon and eggs for breakfast wasn't something? It wasn't a, our tradition. Oh, I can't give it up. It's cultural. It's our tradition. No, it was invented by a marketer who was being paid by a meat packer. And he got some doctors to say, yeah, you should eat a hearty breakfast. And then he said, do you, uh, what about bacon and eggs? And they said, fine. And then they created a whole campaign. And now all of us, you know, think that that's something that's been in tradition for years. No. Okay. None of it has been for millennial. Actually, the real tradition is eating vegetables and fruits yes. and nuts and grains. Our grandparents and our great grandparents didn't have hamburgers and um, McMuffins for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They ate vegetables. They ate grains. They ate barley. They ate kasha. They ate quinoa. They ate brown rice. They ate white oh, rice. I'm getting they hungry. Ate, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all these things that, you know, people, we've been trained to believe that vegetables are four things. Oh, what do you eat if you're a vegan? Grass? No, there's tens of thousands of vegetables. There's many thousands of fruits. Um, I just had a passion fruit smoothie the other day that is like unbelievably mind-blowingly delicious. You know, try passion fruit. I make a hemp protein shake every morning with bananas, soy, uh, um, dairy-free yogurt, blueberries, and a big scoop of peanut butter, um, organic, 
and then uh, some hemp protein. And it's so good. And it lasts me. I, I don't I don't have to eat till the end of the day. I only I don't I only eat a couple meals. And Tom uh, put, points out that doctors used to promote cigarettes. And it's very true in right. the documentary, which was put out by National Geographic. They actually showed the old doctors, uh, the old uh, ads of doctors promoting cigarettes. And so they're doing the same thing now with meat. And the, I will give a shout out to the American Cancer Society and the American Heart Association, which counteracted that, that study, along with the Incredible Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, and said, this is irresponsible. But I'd like to know why the New York Times didn't do more research before they published that story. I mean, to me, that's irresponsible. I took one look at that article and I go, oh my God, these are shills for the meat and dairy industry. And it's so what? patently obvious. What article? There was an article in the New York Times about this conclusion. They reviewed oh, all the okay. studies. That one you talked about. And they yeah. said, oh, no, it's okay to eat meat. You know, the risk is there, but it's not so. Don't right. worry okay. about it. Don't worry about it. And they just published okay. it. And, you know, uh, anybody looking at the story, I think it was patently obvious that this is a, a PR job for the meat and dairy right. industry. Right. That these yes. people are shills. And then it took several days for another article to come out and say, oh, by the way, the people behind this study, the lead person has ties to the meat yeah, and dairy yeah. industry. Yeah. And, you know, that shows you see no evil, hear no evil. Okay. That's what we're dealing with. So it's up to us Americans. One of the great things about our country is that we are individualistic. We think for ourselves. We draw our own conclusions. We don't. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's part of our ethos, okay? And so I'm urging all Americans that the most patriotic thing you can do is think for yourself. Realize that every day you're hit with maybe, I don't know how many thousands of images that connect meat and dairy to everything from sex appeal, patriotism, upward mobility, keeping up with the Joneses, family values, and it's all nonsense. It's killing you. It's nonsense. It's killing you. So, you know... Uh, it's time that we think for ourselves. We're going to take another short break on Voice America Radio. We're staying live on Facebook.com slash Jane Velez Mitchell. Hey, hey, join the conversation. we got a lot of comments coming in. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QV and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for the Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. 
Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. We are here with the amazing Molly Basler, and she is the creator of the Green Dream campaign. This is Recycle Paper, and it's soy printing, and um, you can go to greendreamcampaign.com to print this out, out, download it, or share it with your friends. It's basically a pledge that Molly would like organizations, including political organizations, to say, no plastics, sustainable venues, uh, collect your waste and offer vegan or organic options and ideally go vegan, uh, use public transportation and uh, invite and in, appoint an environmental chair to your uh, business, business or, or whatever. Organization yes. so that, that these get adhered. And in fact, after this uh, interview, I'm going over to meet with a gentleman who gives all these parties. He's got this really amazing house and um, everybody gathers there, all political people and so he is open to go green and sustainable so it's really great so i'm wonderful and he lives over here in venice and well let me ask you a question you know we've talked a lot about how it seems like the environmental groups are are starting to acknowledge that animal agriculture is a leading cause of climate change greenpeace uh, has started to acknowledge that um they've issued a position paper uh the sierra club is opening up And um, talking about this issue and uh, has invited Dr. Silas Rao to speak at some of their events. They are also hosting Countdown to Year Zero, which is going to be at the Chelsea Film Festival in New York on October 20th. That's the Jane Unchained documentary, Connecting Animal Agriculture to Climate Change. And uh, so we're seeing the environmental, the big environmental groups starting to change. What are you seeing there? I, well, for me, the most of the environmentalists I know, but probably because I'm vegan and animal activist, that's who I, you know, uh, connect to. But all the environmentalists uh, from Food and Water Watch, most climate reality leaders, um, Greenpeace, Echo Women, it's all vegan. And you go to their events and it's all vegan and plastic free. Well, that's so good. That's news to yeah. me and that's good. Yeah. But then there's some that, I mean, then there's a lot of others that I don't know about that I'm sure aren't, but more people are moving towards that because the, the, the news is in, the facts are in. Animal agriculture is w- the leading cause of climate change. Yeah, Hands and, down, no no argument. And, and it, it is an argument, and this is one of the things I've talked to Dr. Silas Rao about. I believe you, you're right, but we have to prove that unequivocally, and we need a position paper with citations to prove it because people are still using that 14% figure, which is wildly uh, a wild yeah. underestimate. 
World Bank, a couple of World Bank economists came out and said it was 51% of climate change. So we need to um, really, the most important priority number one for our movement right now is to set out the facts in a way that people can understand that prove unequivocally animal agriculture's leading role in climate change. Uh, this is something that um, I feel needs to be done and we need to start submitting it to major news organizations because they're saying 14%. The New York Times is saying 14%. Greenpeace is saying 14%. And, and that is an underestimate according to the scientists that I've talked to. On CNN, did you see that? They put up a big page that said, and this was CNN, going vegan helps save the planet. Yes, yeah. yes, so absolutely. That, so I think we're going to see more, and I think the public needs to demand more that we get stories out there about veganism and climate change. And that's the way, if the public stands up, that's how we get, we get change. Any great movement came from grassroots movement. And it's the consumer, what we buy will coordinate the market that drives the market and what we don't buy if we stop buying meat and dairy they're going to have to change if we stop buying plastic they have to change okay <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> lynn rosa says how do you address spouses that absolutely refuse to stop me please help okay lynn i have some answers for you don't argue cook oh, if yeah. you start making gorgeous fabulous food on Jane Unchained, we do a vegan cooking show every single day without fail, okay? And we show incredible dishes. We veganize dishes that people don't think could ever be veganized. We do Italian food. We do Mexican food. We do Asian food. We do all the gamut. I have the a vegan gamut. cookbook, too. Yeah, and you and Molly Basler is an amazing chef who's been on our show many times. Start getting good in the kitchen. Just serve them the food. You don't, the word vegan, if it's never mentioned again, I could care less. I just want to save the planet and stop the torture and killing of billions of animals yeah. unnecessarily because people have been brainwashed because a very tiny percentage of our uh, citizens are making a huge amount animals? of money. How many animals? Well, so like if, 70 billion? If, if you include fish, it's in the trillions every year who are killed. I say I mean, who. I mean, if, if you talk about land animals, the estimates are anywhere from 56 billion to 100 billion. Billion! In the amount that, of time that we've been speaking, uh, millions and millions and millions of animals have been slaughtered. And it's not pretty. And the 99.9% .9 of the people we're eating would not be able to slit that throat the themselves. Pigs, so, yeah. In fact, we try to get them to go to pig vigils and bear witness to the pigs. By the way, I believe it was National Geographic just came out with a story. Um, that said pigs are so intelligent that they use tools mm. to create their nests. And it's been documented now. And so these are animals that can use tools are in the highest percentile of intelligence. And so pigs are deaf. They're so much smarter than dogs. And I love my dogs. My, my dogs are sitting right here <laughs> snoozing right now. And so, you know, I would never want my dogs to be tortured, their tails cut off or castrated without anesthesia or have their ears cut and or kicked, kicked and, and I mean what we're doing is morally wrong it's morally wrong um as Gandhi said the level of a of a society's civilization can be judged by how it treats its animals yep. who are the most helpless if you can do that to an animal you can hurt a, a baby 
human baby. You can hurt an old person. I mean, it's, it's just wrong. It's morally wrong. And most people agree. Most people are animal lovers. The disconnect is they've been told it's okay. Those animals don't count. Those aren't really animals. I'm an animal lover. I have a dog. But wait, no, but you're eating cows and pigs who were tortured and killed. Well, those animals don't count. Well, they do count. They have feelings. They had mothers. They count. So we're paying a price. Nature is saying enough. We have to stop all this violence because that's what it is. It's not food. It's violence. violence. And when we stop that violence, we will be able to take a lot of that farmland that's being unnecessarily uh, used for food that doesn't need to doesn't need to be grown. We could end world hunger because animals eat forty times what they produce as meat or dairy. So we're we're really trying to appeal to people's common sense. Look, the people who understand the nuances of the Russia investigation and all the complex things that are happening on the news, they have to be smart enough to understand these basic facts. Less than a third of the Earth's surface is land. Of that land. Um, the arable land, about 45% is used for agriculture. And of the agricultural land, approximately 80% is used for animal agriculture in some way, shape, or form. That means a really, really large portion of our planet is being mowed down for sure. animal agriculture, which is highly inefficient. That's proof that it's highly inefficient. Imagine if we took all the grain and fed it, and the soy, and the corn, and everything else that is fed to these farm animals, and fed it directly to people. We wouldn't have to worry about people going hungry. And so, what happens is, if you want to make money, you have to create scarcity, okay? It's the law of supply and demand. The more available something is, the cheaper it is. So, animal agriculture creates artificial scarcity in order to be able to generate a profit. If we didn't have animal agriculture, we could have very cheap food that everybody can eat. And the truth is, um, if you if you want to save money, ultimately, a plant-based diet is the cheapest. You can buy a cabbage, potatoes, uh, beans. beans, and eat, and brown rice, a big thing of brown rice, and eat for a month. And nuts uh, and yeah. berries. I mean, so good. Exactly. So, uh, you know, we, we're being fed... Um, Untruths, and and what I want to say is that those people who are true environmentalists really need to open their ears and open their hearts to this message. Otherwise, your environmentalism is a pose, okay? Because you can't just point the finger and say you over there, government is doing this, the corporations are doing this. When ultimately, you have climate to. change is a consumer issue. Yep, and we need to have personal responsibility. If each and every one of us changed our habits just a little bit. Doesn't mean you have to stop eating. You know, we can make any kind of pastry without eggs and butter and milk. We can make any kind of dish without putting dead animals on the plate. If we all made that one change, we could begin right now to reverse climate change. If we don't do it by 2026, we're going to be in deep trouble. So I'm going to give you the final thoughts. Final thoughts are, yes, and I love that, Jane, because I've been using that now. And you, when we talked on KPFK, uh, Solartopia, we were on that, and we talked about the same issue because it's so important uh, about personal accountability. And I just wrote an article in my, for my newsletter about that, you know, asking people to take personal accountability, look at yourself, 
and ask, what can I do today to help with the climate crisis? Because it is a crisis and we're going to see more climate refugees and where will they go? Sea level rise. I was getting my nails done the other day and the women who work there were showing me videos of uh, Vietnam where they were all from. And, uh, it was underwater and no, that was not on the news. It was sort of like they friends were sending it to them because of the sea level rise. So there's going to be areas and which already are in have uninhabitable. So my final thoughts are tr make the change, go vegan, plastic free, support green and sustainable companies, get an electric car, ride your bike, walk, be out there in the world making changes because our world depends on it. I agree 100%. And, you know, it's not such a big sacrifice. Right. I it's mean, not. what did we do? Like, I try not to use paper towels. I'm not going to lie and say I never buy them. Are I do. I ones? have them. Uh, of course. I always buy all my paper products, toilet paper uh, and paper and uh, and uh, paper towels, 100% recycled, and my printing paper, which I try not to use, but sometimes I have to yeah. print things. Anyway, um, I try to keep it for emergencies because I have three dogs and a cat. So you can do the math on that. <laughs> um, but here's the thing for centuries, people live without paper towels. Paper towels are a relatively new phenomenon. By the way, you can save like well over a thousand dollars a year. If you, if you really cut back on paper products. So people who the average American doesn't have $400 for an emergency, but yet they're buying paper towels. No, right. you know? Um, <clears throat> so um, I guess what I'm saying is it's not that big of a sacrifice it's like you can cut back on this use and um, and do just fine and save money. And then you'd have money to go to the movies or do whatever you want. And uh, ditto for, you know, uh, who's paying for all the packaging with the fast food? Oh. Do you think that really that, first of all, we taxpayers are subsidizing the meat and dairy industry. That's why you can get a dollar something burger. Because otherwise that burger would cost something like 12 to $25. Well, and raising animals is not cheap. And well, hopefully it's not me. <laughs> well, okay, so the vegan burgers are not only sustainable, but they're not being subsidized. So when people say, well, being vegan is more expensive, uh-uh. The meat and dairy industry yeah. is subsidized by the U.S. government. They even are buying up all the cheese now that nobody wants and putting it in cheesecakes and then shoving it oh, down right. the throats of school kids, who many, most of whom are allergic to it. Um, so guys... It's been a fun conversation. The Green Pledge. You can go to greendreamcampaign.com. Molly Baser, greendreamcampaign.com. Print one of these out on recycled paper or just share it from that website with the groups that you're involved with. You know, uh, we really need to get um, community groups to start adopting these principles and then we can do it um, in our homes as well. Yes. Yeah. Hope, hopefully, I'd really appreciate if you would do that. And hopefully we inspired you to do that. Thank you, Molly. You are an inspiration. You Thank are you. the vegan yogini. We love her. The only person who can do a pose, a yoga pose <laughs> while cooking. she's cooking. All right, guys. Thank you so much. This has been Voice America Influencer Simulcast on Facebook. We will see you next Monday. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.